You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Good morning and welcome to the Business Hour. I'm Ron Camacho, your host. And today the uh, business at hand is the business of maintaining or renovating, remodeling one's home to make it a more livable and uh, maybe even a more lovable place to live. And as the economy continues to improve, more and more homeowners are actually turning their attention to investing in this major asset, which for many is the single biggest asset, by remodeling either indoors or outdoors in a variety of ways to enhance comfort, livability, energy efficiency, and ultimately value. And so today's program is going to focus on what one firm is doing to help people actually love where they live. So I'm pleased to have as my guest, Jay Glenn of House Handy, a firm that offers a range of services from handyman service for small projects to construction consulting on larger projects. Jay, welcome to the Business Hour. Thanks for having me, Ron. I I appreciate it. It's an honor being asked. Well, um, hopefully uh, it'll prove to be an honor. Uh, and before we, we get into a discussion of what people should consider when looking to engage a, 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 an individual or a firm to undertake small repairs uh, and, and to uh, essentially get your opinion on an intelligent approach to repairs, renovation, or remodeling, let, let's talk about my introductory statement about a growing number of homeowners Um, or what could also be characterized as a resurgence um, of folks following the economic downturn uh, actually reinvesting in their homes. I'm wondering uh, if you're seeing that uptick and if it's your experience that that people have over the last few years following the, the, the economic downturn in 2008 begun to spend just a little more money on their homes recognizing that it is their single biggest investment and that whether they're going to be living there for a few years or many years or selling their property, that it makes sense that some investments should be made to either maintain and repair anything that needs to be repaired, to renovate, to uh, you know update um, any aspect of their interior or exterior, or to do a, a, a larger scale remodeling of their home to make it more comfortable or energy efficient or uh, simply uh, more livable. Um, have, you, have you seen that uh, uptick? Absolutely, Ron. Um, the trend has definitely changed from moving somewhere else to making the investment in the existing property um, and really loving where you live. Um, Fixing things or adding things um, usually costs much less than actually moving. So people have definitely um, enjoyed where they're living and instead of trying to uh, move their family, move their whole life, staying where they are, fixing things up, adding things, and... um, just enjoying a little bit more uh, about where they where they live. So, what have you seen <clears throat> over the last few years in the way of let's just talk about repairs? Now, repairs happens to be an area that almost all of us deal with, even on on newer homes uh, within 
if not days and weeks, certainly within months, a lot of people um, find that there are um, there's something that maybe wasn't uh, constructed quite right, um, or there's been some damage. Um, I, I know, in fact, um, that uh, in my very neighborhood, where there's been a robust um, infill development, uh, there was at least one home that um, during some of the heavy rains they experienced um, in the latter stage of construction uh, water uh, in the in the basement area a, a lot of water you know uh, silt fences came down water was uh, rushing uh, into that that space and so uh, before it could be um, uh, constructed in a way to prevent that uh, there was there was considerable uh, water that had to be pumped out um, so Here's an example of a place that's uh, not even completely constructed in need for uh, some reparation of some sort um, uh, or or, a repair. Um, And so what are you seeing out there? Well, that's a shame about the... um the, the water, you know, I, I'm uh, all about uh, preventing problems instead of fixing them. That issue should have probably been seen uh, right from the beginning, and that, that's too bad. I hate seeing stuff like that. But for uh, for the common uh, small projects uh, in the category, certainly painting has to be right there in, in the top five or so. Just reapplying or changing the color uh, of a room um, it's one of the least expensive projects that they have, and it makes a huge difference. Um, other projects in, in the repair uh, category include uh, simple things like replacing light fixtures and bathroom fixtures, uh, adding new countertops and um, tile backsplashes, replacing appliances, even changing hard-to-reach light bulbs. Uh, people have asked me about uh, a few other things, assembling furniture, changing out door locks, uh, adding insulation, all of those things really just helped for in the small project category to help people enjoy their home a little bit bigger. Um, for the larger projects, of course, of course, kitchen and bath have to be right up there. Uh, it's a huge, typically you know, big investment. People get to really enjoy those areas of their home and of their lives, and it does bring back uh, an investment. Um, but the other thing that people are talking about are the uh, outdoor living, uh, simply recreating additional living spaces or entertainment areas within the property uh, has a big factor. Yeah, there's no question. I I, I, uh, I have seen uh, a, a lot of that um, activity in my very neighborhood, both uh, retrofitting some of the existing homes, and, and we have homes that are uh, 50 and 60 years old, but of um, some of those homes, we've we've seen backyards that are uh, being totally uh, uh, remodeled, and then the newer homes have um, some really almost architectural digest quality, if you will, uh, backyards with um, outdoor uh, cooking areas, um, ornate fireplaces, um, fire pits gazebos, swimming pools, and in, in, in a few cases, all of the above, you know, in, in one backyard. And uh, uh, I know that there's uh, some construction going on uh, on in the backyard of one of the newer homes, just a, a couple of homes over, uh, in just the last couple of weeks, because there's been an army of, uh, of uh, 
repair guys um, in 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 maybe up to uh, seven or eight different vehicles at one time and tractors. I think there's uh, a Disney-like um, world being built in the backyard of. Uh, this one family of four. I mean, I, I know the intention was to really go big on a, a, a swimming pool, and and so yeah, I, I, I'm seeing um, myself that there are some major uh, backyard um, projects going on. <laughs> you, you, you mentioned, and you know, I know traditionally that um, people don't typically want to spend a lot of money on a project for which there may be no long-term uh, uh, return on that investment. Bedrooms, bathrooms, kitchens, and at one time, decks. I'm wondering whether or not decks is even in the mix anymore, but are those still the, the areas that, that you see a lot of larger-scale projects, and uh, they do seem to add to the value significantly uh, of a lot of homes. Are, are you seeing a lot of those? Projects? Yeah, absolutely. Um, people, uh, if, of course, the, the word staycation uh, is a new, relatively new word, and people are definitely uh, spending their money at, at home, staying home, being more comfortable. It used to be that a backyard and a swing set and, uh, and a small deck uh, with a grill was enough, and now uh, because of what people are doing now, they really are putting that money into their their outdoor living space. As far as the in interiors uh, for renovation, remodeling, you know, homeowners are adding interior square footage either by building out to one side of their house or going up and adding an additional floor. Uh, I've seen some some people they're lucky enough to have a big big enough attic to build within that roof line and basically add a, a second floor. Uh, but uh, those are the the big, uh, the outdoors and the indoors, those are the big remodeling type projects that, that people are doing these days. Now, we're, we're here in Atlanta where there are thousands and thousands of uh, ranch homes, and uh, some of them are really quite nice. Some of them are large. Uh, I know that my neighborhood has some very large uh, Brook Ranch homes, uh, large rooms, large hallways, large footprints, um, in many cases uh, daylight basements. Uh, in some cases, daylight basements that open up to like really beautiful terrace patios that go down to a creek. You know, I mean, just ideal settings, um, and 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 they are the nicest of one-story homes uh, with that basement almost acting as a second story. Are you finding because you can see um, brick ranch homes in every direction, three hundred sixty degrees? Uh, throughout uh, the Atlanta metro region, and for that matter, uh, um, throughout the country, but particularly in the South, I think there's maybe it's because of the uh, red clay available in Kalen. You uh, you see lots and lots of um, brick uh, ranch homes or Williamsburg style homes uh, in uh, dotting the countryside and in all the major cities. So. Working with those kinds of homes is something you certainly must have done a lot of in the last few years. Are people um, creating master bedroom suites? I, I know I've seen a few, but have you seen um, several um, expansions uh, or the creation of, a, of, a, of an elaborate master bedroom suite, for example? Uh, not I, I have again going either out or, or up. You can do that. Uh, typically in the basement, people are looking at um, 
creating just fun space in the basement, uh, uh, a bar, a wine cellar, um, place for kids to play in, but just finishing it out where it's conditioned and uh, you're able to have, again, more square footage within your your, your existing house. I know that um, in the case of my home, um, the basement was trimmed in, in a way that I'll describe in a moment uh, that, that makes it uh, suitable for upgrading. But we'll take a break, and uh, we'll come back and talk about that. We're here with Jay Glenn of House Handy. We're talking about repairs, remodeling, renovation. We'll be back with Jay right after this break. When four members of Congress all die within four months, each of their deaths appears to be from natural causes. But when mysterious messages begin to appear in the form of quotations from long-dead revolutionary heroes, one reporter sets out to prove the existence of a serial killer. His search discovers dark secrets and an assassin shielded by people who need the very services that only he can provide. The Sun Silas Rising, a novel by Doug Dahlgren, on Kindle or paperback through Amazon.com. Don't be hoodwinked by the left who wants you to believe the fairy tale that we can power America on butterflies, rainbows, and pixie dust. I'm Marita Noon. Get the truth about energy on my show, America's Voice for Energy, only on America's Web Radio. It's not just your garden. It's the way you live. And there's so much to know. But you have help. Bonnie Plants. Now with Bonnie's app, Homegrown, you can learn about veggie and herb varieties, track and record your garden with photos and notes, share on Facebook and Twitter, and so much more. How'd you ever grow without it? Get Homegrown with Bonnie Plants for iPhone and Android. The more you know, the better you can grow with Bonnie. Affordable health insurance was the promise of Obamacare, but for many, the government mandate caused more problems than it solved. This is Dr. Elena George from Medicine on Call, and I want to tell you about a truly affordable alternative allowed under Obamacare, Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare bypasses doctor and hospital panels, giving you the freedom to choose. And with a maximum of $500 out-of-pocket per person and 100% coverage up to $1 million per year per occurrence, you can rest assured knowing you and your family are protected. Coverage starts as low as $107 per month and also includes dental, vision, pharmacy, and holistic care. Liberty HealthShare puts you back in charge of your health. Visit them online at libertyoncall.org. Again, for a true affordable alternative to Obamacare, visit libertyoncall.org or call toll-free 1-800-714-6993 today. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to the Business Hour. We're here with Jay Glenn of House Handy, and House Handy is a firm that helps its clients to undertake very basic projects uh, to repair a home, but also crosses over into providing consulting and and hands-on remodeling and and renovation uh, of a home. And we've been talking about various aspects of what you should consider when you undertake not so much repairs. Repairs are a little bit more straightforward because oftentimes people are just replacing something which has broken. When you cross over to upgrading it, you're getting into renovation. And when you start to make large-scale uh, renovations, you're, you're getting into totally remodeling. Uh, and, and this can apply to, to 
through something as basic um, as a room. Um, before the break, Jay, you had mentioned something about uh, that in the, the many one-story ranch homes you see throughout uh, the Atlanta metro region, um, that you see a lot of basements uh, where a basement exists. Um, and, and I dare say there are basements um, in a lot of the ranch homes that I've seen where it was um, center block or, you know, or, or, or concrete construction so that it can be waterproofed. Uh, in many cases, even though I know that there could be problems with water seepage with a cinder block, but wood paneled, and and what I started to say was, I know that in the case of my uh, basement, it actually had a fireplace built in from day one. That was part of the design, and I've seen some other of the the ranch homes in my neighborhood that have uh, setups in their basement with bathrooms, full bathrooms, and a fireplace as if they were um, what uh, has affectionately been referred to as a in-law suite, uh, a mother-in-law suite, a, uh, a, a, a separate, uh, uh, with or without a separate entrance, a, a space that could be uh, almost independent from the above uh, um, ground level. Um, maybe not a kitchen, but of course it's a hop and skip and a jump to, to, to add a kitchen. And... Uh, so you know the, the 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 groundwork has been laid to, to to create like an entire living space and make the bottom level more usable. So have you been involved in helping people uh, turn their basements into like total livable um, space? I mean, it might even include at one end, as in the case of, of our place, a, a, a an area which is uh, a laundry room, and at the other end it might be a, a garage, but that still leaves. A room for like two or three bedrooms and a den down there, you know. So, are you are you seeing uh, a lot of work uh, done to totally convert basements? Uh, I, we have uh, here in Atlanta. It's uh, probably about a fifty-fifty shot that you actually have a basement. But if you're lucky enough to have a basement and it was waterproofed well enough, you can definitely um, add things to to really create that additional living space without going uh, to one side of the house or to up. Um, So uh, most of the plumbing and electrical uh, typically come from the basement area, so you're able to uh, tie into that pretty easily. Certainly adding uh, a wall and a door and some trim is pretty easy, and the, here in Atlanta, of course, you need to have AC almost all the time. Uh, but people, again, are investing in the, the, the downstairs of their house in order to cr- create more living space, uh, just for many uses. Well, let, let me turn to another, um, what I might refer to as a hypothetical, except that in my case, because we're in a hilly neighborhood, so that oftentimes the homes that I just described, ranch homes with basements, that are daylight basements on one side. You know, the house almost appears to be two stories from one side because the driveway that is in the basement area is at ground level. But at the other end, where the it slopes upward, you have uh, the entire uh, section of basement um, below ground level cool enough as in the case of, of our place, um, that the uh, previous residents uh, built uh, something that was almost like a wine cellar, so it was a hop, skip, and a jump for us to utilize it, to utilize that corner as a, as a wine cellar. 
And I know that some of the other homes in our area have done a similar thing and in some cases built fairly elaborate wine cellars, not exactly what you'd expect to see in your average ranch home with a basement, but um, I, I've seen some some, some fairly uh, nicely executed um, um very dedicated wine cellar sections. Have you have you have you experienced that? Yeah, I've built a few of those as well. Uh, being in that area, it's conditioned very well for wine. It's dark. It's cool. Um, typically, have space. You can build something as small as a wine closet, or put a wine cooler in there, or go a little bit more elaborate and start really building out a wine room. Um, I've done both, and uh, there are a lot of considerations you have to take into uh, when doing that because uh, rather than just having a room and with racks, if you do really want to uh, control the temperature, you have to be able to control it both from the inside and from the outside so that uh, moisture is not coming into the room. You have to use specific insulation and drywall. And then any moisture that's in there, you have to get be able to get it out so that the the room is is temperature controlled. Uh, so it's a little bit more involved. You definitely want to be able to work with somebody who's done this before. Uh, the design of it can be pretty fun to work with: uh, stone tiles, walls, uh, wood beams, things like that. But uh, it's certainly a, an ideal space for a wine cellar or to keep your wine. Let's um, turn to um, the uh, the topic of uh, of a bathroom specifically uh, guest bathrooms. I, I I had a recent discussion with some friends and they were talking about adding um, a guest bathroom uh, upstairs, and there are so many ways that something as simple as a room which has um, uh, the toilet. Uh, and um, a sink um, so that it's a half bathroom without a, uh, a bathtub or shower. And I'm wondering, you know, is, is the range for what you can do when you design and build a simple uh, guest bathroom, could, could that be uh, as low as $5,000? And certainly in this town, I, I think I, I have seen examples where it almost looks like $50,000 was spent, which is a huge range. But again, we're not saying 500, you know, so we know that there's a few thousand dollars involved. And um, above uh, 50,000 is, is, is something, and even 50,000 is astronomical, you know, for a, 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 a half bathroom, uh, not something that most people would, uh, would undertake. But, uh, you know, tell us a little bit about uh, can a, a, uh, a simple, uh, a very simple uh, half bathroom be created for a few thousand dollars? And then what do you get when you start spending many thousand dollars? Absolutely. You can uh, spend, yes, from 500 to 5000 to $50,000 on, on a half bathroom. Everything really depends on the selections you're making, uh, and it's based on need. If you have an old bathroom that you really want to, um, freshen up. You can pick uh, products off the shelf at uh, your local hardware store or um, 
or retail shops so that you can just uh, pull out some of the old and put in some of the new. If you really want to go elaborate, you can demo the entire bathroom down to its stud, start rewiring, uh, start redoing fixtures, and then adding uh, elaborate materials like tile and, uh, and countertops, things like that. So it really depends on need, but you can get a half bath for $5,000, and that would include uh, labor and materials. So. Um, could do you take out a wall or, or, or build the, the, the drywall and a doorway and have um, the plumbing and the electrical and some sort of flooring? Um, you know, And I know it, it, we're talking, no pun intended, bargain basement here, but um, can you... Can you can you pull that off for as a little as $5,000? I think you can. It really depends on how the house, how old the house was, how it was built. And sometimes you run into some structural issues. That definitely drives up the cost uh, because if you're looking at a, a house with a second floor, um, anything below it is going to be impacted. Uh, but if you can uh, really just pull out the old and put in new, $5,000 you can do a lot with. You have to get a little creative and maybe in Instead of buying a uh, you know, $300 faucet, you're buying a $100 faucet. And each time you make selections on your materials, you're able to save money in certain areas. For some people, they're lucky enough to not have uh, any restrictions <laughs> on money or maybe time. But uh, if you're able to work with a contractor who has done this before and is really putting themselves out there to help you get what you want, uh, you're able to work you know, work within those numbers. And when you uh, start to spend um, tens of thousands, you know, uh, $20,000 or $30,000, which I dare say, you know, a- Atlanta has a lot of ongoing uh, home shows, uh, and, and, uh, and, and I know a few uh, people whose bathrooms I've seen, uh, guest bathrooms, where it looks like oh, this is real marble, and these are real oak floors, and um, these uh, this is a beautiful uh, designer sink, you know. Uh, is that is that where um, the tens of thousands of dollars are spent on, on, on uh, expensive fixtures and flooring and, and, and stonework? C- costs certainly go up when you start looking at a tile that you're importing from Italy, um, or fixtures that are high-end and have uh, many features to them. Uh, so, yes, if you're if that's something that you're looking for, you can spend as much as you want on a small bathroom. Uh, typically, people are, again, starting off with their need and then sort of reeling it back in and saying, what's really necessary in here and what can we what can we do and how much is that going to cost? Uh, but if you do set budgets, uh, a good contractor handyman will help you work within those budgets. And, and I would assume that you know that that the price of something like a, a half to a full bathroom uh, is reflecting the, the 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 overall design of the home. You know, the more ornate the rooms adjacent to that guest bathroom are, the more ornate that that uh, guest bathroom might T- be. Typically, it does. Yeah. Um, we're going to take a break. When we come back, I want to ask you some of the same questions about kitchens because that's another area that a lot of people um, are, are undertaking repairs, renovation, and, and, and total remodeling uh, to. We're here with Jay Glenn of House Handy, and, and Jay is sharing with us intelligent approaches to repairs and renovation and remodeling of homes. We'll be back with Jay right after this break. 
The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's D-O-C-S, the number four, patientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. Did you miss a show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on AmericasWebRadio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on AmericasWebRadio.com anytime you like. Whether cruising the strip at a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. The disease of addiction is a life-altering challenge, not just for the person suffering its effects, but also for the family and friends who support and love the one caught in its grasp. What should be the course of treatment? Who is the best person to render treatment? And what is the best place to go for the care that is needed? We know that you want answers to these and many more questions. Call 770-696-9862 and speak to a representative of the Atlanta Healing Center. They can tailor a program specifically designed to address the needs of the person suffering with an addiction or give you guidance as to where that help may be found. Information is the key and the trained staff at AHC is here to assist. If you wish, you can also get more information on the website located at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. America's Web Radio is the most diverse and informative radio station anywhere in cyberspace. We have shows about health, business, current events, entertainment, home care, and everything in between. We appreciate your continued support of America's Web Radio. Welcome back to the Business Hour. I'm Ron Camacho, your host. And my guest today is Jay Glenn of Helps Handy, a firm that helps its clients with the simplest of home repairs to somewhat uh, more uh, complex uh, renovations to even more uh, complex uh, or sophisticated remodeling, just a, a, a full range. Um, and we've been talking to Jay about... Uh, the possibilities, uh, budget-wise, uh, we we discussed um, guest bathrooms, and I asked if uh, a guest bathroom, uh, a, a new guest bathroom, could be constructed for as little as five thousand dollars. And he explained it. Yes, that's possible. Um, that's probably a, a bare bones uh, minimum uh, these days. If you're highly resourceful, I, I would imagine you might be able to get away uh, with less. You pointed out that, you know, for as little as a few hundred dollars, you could do some things to uh, upgrade an existing guest bathroom. And then we we, t- we touched on, you know, the sky being the limit for uh, expensive fixtures that would make it uh, a, uh, a, a twenty, thirty, forty, fifty thousand um, dollars uh, remodeling or uh, a, a, an addition um, with a total renovation. Um, let's turn to kitchens. Kitchens are definitely one of those areas um, where uh, homeowners uh, look to update, upgrade, um, uh, 
there are ongoing repairs, uh, just appliance-wise alone. Um, and um, let's talk about what what do you, what do you think? Uh, this is since the kitchen exists in in most cases, people aren't building a whole a new kitchen. They aren't building an additional kitchen. They might it may be downstairs or out, outside, as we talked about, but. Um, where, what are the kinds of things that you can do that really start to make your, your, your kitchen either more functional or you improve the aesthetics? Where do you, where do you start out? What, when somebody says to you, Jay, here's uh, my kitchen. I, I, I think it just needs a facelift. Uh, where should I start? And I know the answer it differs for every single uh, kitchen because some people have nicer cabinets. Some people have cabinets that need to be replaced. Some people have nice countertops. Some people have countertops that absolutely uh, are in need of repair. Walk me through that process of what some of the basic things are, and then let's talk about some of the more elaborate things a person, uh, a homeowner can do to uh, improve uh, the livability and the functionality of their kitchen. Well, you mentioned livability. I think we all um, would agree that uh, the kitchen is one of the most used rooms in the house. Uh, You could have the smallest kitchen uh, in the world, and when you have people over the house, everybody tends to, you know, congregate there. Um, So the kitchen uh, is is a huge function of of the house. yeah, it's all over the board, uh, really. Are your appliances new or old? Um, are your cabinets new or old? And uh, does it flow? Um, so you start off by looking at, again, what the need of your kitchen is or where it is and and how you want to change it. Uh, if your cabinets are old, you could possibly paint them and put new doors on and you look like you have brand new cabinets. If the cabinets are just falling apart, then you would need new cabinets. Uh, countertops, uh, also, you there's a huge range of countertops from, um, from man-made materials to natural materials, uh, even recycled materials uh, that are fun to play with and fun to have, but tend to get a little bit more expensive. Uh, as I mentioned before, appliances, if they're sort of on their way out, it would be probably best to invest in new appliances. Uh, that alone um, could just start off with a $10,000 uh, budget just for appliances. Uh, lighting also is really important in the kitchen. Uh, I believe having the proper light overhead and even uh, for under-cabinet lighting help to create a mood and um, the functionality of of the kitchen. So it really is all over the place, um, but once you come up with a budget, I think you're able to start uh, looking within that budget and say, all right, what can we get for that and and what do we need? Um, On the the, the topic of uh, countertops, for example, you know, you mentioned different uh, uh, possibilities uh, ranging from, you know, composites and recycled materials. Um, to uh, let's say granite, um, and 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 what do you see these days? Is it equally popular for people to be using uh, these new um, uh, sort of resin plastic uh, composites uh, that are uh, in a variety of of, of, of colors and uh, durability, and uh, so they're prettier than ever. 
but also um, I know for a while everybody uh, was converting to granite, solid granite. Uh, in some cases, I guess people can actually afford to put in mar- marble countertops. And then, of course, you have those uh, masonry composites. What what is it all over the board? Is any any one or two of those popular these days? Uh, it is a little bit all over the board. Um, Countertops certainly, granite was the uh, the buzzword, uh, but now concrete has been very popular as well as recycled uh, materials. There's a concrete, there's a countertop out there that consists of um, uh, recycled glass and concrete put together, uh, very durable. Um, very recyclable um, and people and lots of different colors and and you can really form it to whatever you want you have a lot a lot of uh, flexibility in how you're going to do that um, the, the countertops can be a lot of fun and so I think people are playing around with the materials and coming up with different types of, of countertops these days you you mentioned recyclable and in a moment I want to get to um, having you share with us what are some of the, the green uh, design and construction aspects uh, that that you've seen or been involved with. Um, but before we, we go there, um, I know you have, we've been talking about budgeting. Um, we haven't talked so much about scheduling, and oftentimes those two things uh, do work hand in hand. Um, it is like that old saying, you can get it good, you can get it fast or you can get it cheap pick any two uh, sometimes you can only pick one and seldom do you get all three but I sense you strive to provide all three and you have something that you call the 20% rule, tell us about that uh, I do strive to get all three uh, in, in, the, in the first shot, uh, being in this business as long as I have and consulting with, with people across the board I, I do have a 20% rule that I haven't often heard so when looking at projects, I try to have uh, homeowners come up with a realistic number in their head um, what they're willing to spend on a project. Uh, let's just take, uh, for example, uh, $10,000. It's, it's an easy number. So in construction, there is, I think, a 20% rule. Things cost 20% more and things take 20% longer. So instead of, if you know that going in, instead of uh, working with that moving forward, I try to back it out. So when a homeowner comes to me and says, I have $10,000 to spend on my bathroom or my kitchen, I say, well, let's take that 20% backwards. Let's see what we can get for $8,000. And as the project moves along and costs start creeping up a little bit, we actually can end at that $10,000 rather than a $12,000 project. Um, I think homeowners appreciate that that, that avenue because uh, they know that uh, they're not going to be going over their budget. And the same thing goes for scheduling. Things always happen uh, along the way in scheduling. So when somebody tells you it's going to be four weeks, you know, you give them the benefit of the doubt saying, okay, well, how about I'm going to give you six weeks to get that project done, but after that I'm going to need to, to plan uh, accordingly. And so if you, uh, again, plan budget-wise and schedule-wise, scheduling, knowing that there's a 20% fluctuation, uh, I think the project just goes along a, a little bit smoother. 
Well, there's no question that that uh, you can really uh, endear yourself to a client if they see that you're taking that approach and you come in at $9,000, for example. You were, in fact, aiming for eight, but you, you know, things uh, creep up. Or maybe they say, hey, what if we upgrade these faucets or the surface? Um, and you come in at, at nine and you actually saved them, you, you know, $1,000 over what they were originally thinking was their, their total budget. Um, and I can certainly relate to that. You and I had a conversation. The, real, re, the way I, I learned about your 20% rule is you shared this with me uh, before this broadcast. And I said, well, that's interesting because uh, many listeners out there know that I have uh, been a, a, a marketing advertising guy who works with clients and whether it was a website or a brochure or a, 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 a campaign you know costs there can be all over the board you know and so I would say let's try to figure out what what you might have in the budget and in some cases if they didn't have any idea but I then we played that is it bigger than a bread box uh, game of describing what what might be able to be done, and they'd say, oh, okay, well then I have, you know, ten dollars to spend. I would say to them, let's see what we could do for um, seven or eight. Very much, I didn't have a twenty percent rule, um, which I like, you know. But it was like, let's see what we could do for less, and that'll leave you money to do other things, which typically. Because, you know, a brochure might go with a website, uh, an ad might go with uh, a brochure or a website, or there's other marketing expenses, it just le- left some money to do some other things with. And uh, and I think that's probably true in the case of a home. You know, you just left them a little bit of budget uh, for maybe the next project, and you have made them feel good about the way that you approached it instead of what is ever so typical which is disappointing someone at toward the end of a project or even in the middle and saying, look, this is going to run 15 or 20% over budget and over time. We're going to take another break. We're here with Jay Glenn of House Handy. We've been talking about home repairs, renovation, remodeling, and smart approaches to things that you can do uh, so that you can get uh, more bang for the buck. And we'll be back with Jay right after this break. With all the back and forth in today's politics, it seems as though the Constitution gets lost in the mix. If you want to brush up on your Constitution, then join Michael Conley every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. for the show Our Constitution on AmericasWebRadio.com. It's not just your garden. It's the way you live. And there's so much to know. But you have help. Bonnie Plants. Now with Bonnie's app, Homegrown, you can learn about veggie and herb varieties, track and record your garden with photos and notes, share on Facebook and Twitter, and so much more. How'd you ever grow without it? Get Homegrown with Bonnie Plants for iPhone and Android. The more you know, the better you can grow with Bonnie. Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on AmericasWebRadio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on AmericasWebRadio.com anytime you like. This is Daryl Pullis inviting you to listen to America's Homegrown Veggie Show right here every Saturday morning at 10 Eastern Time. Great guests, great tips, and valuable information about growing your own vegetables, fruits, and herbs. 
Affordable health insurance was the promise of Obamacare, but for many, the government mandate caused more problems than it solved. This is Dr. Elena George from Medicine on Call, and I want to tell you about a truly affordable alternative allowed under Obamacare, Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare bypasses doctor and hospital panels, giving you the freedom to choose. And with a maximum of $500 out-of-pocket per person and 100% coverage up to $1 million per year per occurrence, you can rest assured knowing you and your family are protected. Coverage starts as low as $107 per month and also includes dental, vision, pharmacy, and holistic care. Liberty HealthShare puts you back in charge of your health. Visit them online at libertyoncall.org. Again, for a true affordable alternative to Obamacare, visit libertyoncall.org or call toll-free 1-800-714-6993 today. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to the Business Hour. We're here with Jay Glenn of House Handy, and we've been talking about various aspects of home repairs, renovation, or remodeling, and, and smart approaches to engaging uh, a individual or a team to help you with uh, those different aspects of upgrading, improving the functionality, improving the aesthetics, improving the livability. And Jay has a uh, philosophy that he, he wants to have people love where they live. He likes to help people get to a point where uh, if through functionality and comfort or aesthetics or all of the above, um, they really will love where, where they live. And we were talking about budgeting. What about scheduling? Is that, uh, that's, do you have a variation of the 20% rule or does it apply to scheduling? Uh, somewhat. The uh, 20% rule definitely applies to scheduling because things happen within a schedule. But what I like to do is set goals uh, for myself and for the homeowner. Uh, I typically set a two-week goal. Let's say a project is going to take six to eight weeks. I look at two weeks out, and uh, I have a goal that by, let's say, the end of those two weeks, certain things have gotten done. I start in the beginning of those two weeks and start working the projects, uh, electrical, drywall, inspections, uh, things like that. And uh, I plan for a Monday or a Tuesday or a Wednesday for things to happen. But if they don't, uh, I still give myself a few days to be able to uh, get that knocked out. So at the end of the, the two weeks, let's say, all those things actually got accomplished. They didn't get just get. They didn't get accomplished exactly the way I had planned in the beginning of the two weeks. So each week I set myself out two weeks out. Uh, and uh, again, things don't always work perfectly. Um, maybe a product comes in defective. Maybe a contractor is late on a, a job uh, that he had previously and wasn't able to get to me, and it pushes me over. But if I uh, set that that two week goal. Um, and talk to homeowners along the way, they seem to understand it. And after the first few weeks, they they really do understand sort of how that process works, and, and they appreciate it. They're not worried when somebody doesn't show up one day. They know that I'm on top of it and that eventually, you know, after that two weeks, those uh, those projects, those things have gotten done. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk about uh, the pure project management in just a second, but I, I have to share the story. And it, 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 it would not have fit into almost any of the discussion I've had with a, with a guest, but 
A few years back, um, when my better half had an assignment in uh, the Netherlands, in, in Amsterdam, and I was over there each month for about half of the month, um, I, I noticed uh, repairs going on throughout the city of Amsterdam, uh, sometimes in an, in, an, in an intersection or any stretch of roadway. You know, it could range from plumbing to sewage to uh, just reworking the intersection uh, to put in islands or to change the configuration of the corner to accommodate uh, the handicapped. And there were lots of, like, brick pavers and various kinds of textured surfaces. And I... I um, Stopped. Uh, I, it was right outside of uh, uh, where uh, we were living in, and I, I, I saw a guy, and um, I, I couldn't tell whether he was a supervisor or not because everyone was working, which was a good sign. There was no guy standing around watching the other guys. And I said, so, hey, what? Um, how long is this going to take? He said, uh, it will take no longer than six days. And I said, really, six days? And he said, yeah, it could be uh, four days or five days, but we have a rule for uh, these small projects um, that it should take no longer than uh, six days. And so we just allocate the resources to make sure it's done in that time frame. And it could vary, but that's what we shoot for. And I said, well, how about the big projects, like over on, you know, on uh, uh, Beethoven's Throat? And he said, well, we have a six-week uh, rule for those big projects. And so we allocate more resources. It could be done in less time, but we try to make sure that it won't take more than six weeks. And I thought, what a great approach. Uh, I would like to see us uh, do more of that here in the U.S., where if there was going to be a large-scale project on a roadway, that it could be done in in no more than six weeks. And if it was small-scale, it would be six days. Um, Which it sounds like you have a a system almost uh, similar to that. It's like working out a realistic time frame and then allocating resources to get it done within that time frame. Well, I think uh, homeowners rely on uh, certainly myself and their contractor uh, for planning purposes. Uh, Let's say you're taking their kitchen away to remodel it. They want to know that it's getting done at a certain time because they're already planning their next party, their next function, their family coming over, uh, a holiday. I've certainly had uh, several Thanksgiving Day uh, deadlines for projects um, or Christmas Day uh, deadlines. So those were, you know, hard deadlines that I had to meet. And, again, I would allocate the resources that I needed to get those things done. Uh, Homeowners were counting on me to um, have a function at their house. And so, um, again, I start working backwards and say what it's really going to take to get to this deadline. Uh, Usually at the end, you're still kind of scrambling a little bit, but any good contractor is going to really make uh, make that happen. You know, and any um, renovations or remodeling firm um, is really uh, in the business of project management. If, of, And also, in most cases, having uh, subcontractors, uh, so it's not all an internal team. And, and you work as a project manager Tell us um, about your philosophy uh, of project management, how to engage quality people, how to keep them on time, on budget, and, and what it is that you feel that you bring to the party as a project manager, which is sort of a hidden aspect to, uh, to a project. I think project management uh, is the, the key to any kind of project. Uh, there's always fluctuations along the way, but having somebody who understands uh, the project, uh, being able to communicate communicate properly with um, 
all contractors, with homeowners, with uh, bankers even, and architects is uh, really important. Uh, I think that's one of the areas that I excel in. I uh, work very well with people, and I really bring good people together. Uh, we have a, a little saying, uh, teamwork makes the dream work. And... Um, it's really important for everybody to get along, to be on the same page, to work together. Because in projects, uh, not one person really can get get it all done. Uh, so I've been lucky enough to work with some fantastic uh, clients and architects and and homeowners. And just throughout the years, I've learned sort of what works and what doesn't work. And I I keep those in the back of my head and apply those to all the projects that I work on. What about um green building, you know, sustainability aspects, uh, and, and, and new products. Are there things out there uh, that uh, can make a difference uh, in uh, the quality or longevity of a project? Yeah, you know, green building uh, has been uh, an, another buzzword over the, the last 10 to 15 years, uh, certainly in places like California. California, it's been out uh, a little bit more, but um, I've certainly taken the, pro- the approach to uh, reusing things as much as I can, but there are simple things you can do even when building a new addition. Now there are ways of framing uh, additions where you can save money in lumber, save money in labor, and have a more efficient uh, uh area of your house. You're able to put in different types of insulation. So if you can um, find the right person who takes those approaches, uh, you'll actually save money, time, and still have more efficient, uh, you know, projects. Um, I I like, there's so many new uh, products out there that uh, help people really live better. Uh, The windows and the doors, of course, keeping uh, air in and out is important, but uh, even uh, now with people having uh, different allergies, uh, I am a a big fan of using no VOC paint. Uh, There's no reason to have, to almost use anything else when people are living in that space, uh, especially with families. Um, Why bring any toxins into the house if it's not necessary? So, uh, you know, there are many different ways you can use the green approach, and, and hopefully if you find somebody that you're working with, uh, they'll take those into consideration. Um, I, I know that there are listeners that oftentimes will um, go, to, um, uh, go online and Google the name of the guest or the name of the firm, and so there are probably folks out there that already went to www. House Handy, it's www.househandyonline.com, and you'll see that you can reach Jay um, at uh, Jay at househandyonline.com. Jay, let's go to the earliest stages in your life when you think the seeds might have been planted to uh, to do uh, what you're doing today. Um, I think you uh, have a story, and it may involve a treehouse. Yeah, I've been uh, lucky enough to uh, follow my father around the house with uh, with his toolbox. Uh, he was always letting me um, 
hold something or put something together or screw it. I have to really thank my dad for uh, getting me involved in, in this industry at a young age. We helped uh, He helped me to build our first treehouse, and I think from there it went on. It went on. I think I was the only uh, guy in college that actually had a toolbox, and everybody knew uh, which door to knock on when something was broken. So uh, I really enjoy fixing things. I enjoy uh, creating things from nothing to something. And, um, you know, when I walk out of uh, somebody's house, I'm often, uh, quote-unquote, the hero, and it's not a bad feeling. So uh, it, I've been in this industry really all my life, only the last few years <laughs> making money out of it. Well, you know, it's, it's really got to be a, a good feeling when you're able to actually uh, help people uh, do what you try to do, which is uh, love where they live uh, by helping them make their house more livable, comfortable, efficient, uh, and and more valuable. So, Jay, I want to thank you for taking the time to be my guest today on the Business Hour. Yeah, it's been my pleasure. Hopefully I've helped some people um, either think about their projects in a different way or at least get it started for them. I think you've done a good job. you shed a lot of light on, on the repairs, renovations, and uh, remodeling. You've been listening to the Business Hour here at America's Web Radio. We're on Fridays from 10 to 11 a.m. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you online and on the radio next week. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.